This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome to another episode of the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. It's Michael Levitt with you today. And also today, I have Josh Patrick with us. This is going to be a good episode for the entrepreneurs that listen to this show to really pay attention to because it's important for you uh, to think about your future. Uh, Many of us um, are entrepreneurs and we've launched our businesses and some of us are starting to you know, earn an income, which is a good thing. But we have to also think about our future because unless you want to work forever, which I'm guessing many of us don't, we need to be able to start thinking about our futures and nest eggs and planning and all of that. So that's why I have Josh today with Stage 2 Planning Partners on the show. So Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Great to have you here. One of the things that jumped out at me, especially when I entered into this world uh, of being an entrepreneur and all the things that I like to do, is much like the old day job, you have a situation where you know maybe your employer put away money, either a 401k or in Canada we have RSPs and a variety of other flavors of retirement planning. But when you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, unless you specifically take actions to put money away for retirement, uh, it's not happening. So tell us a little bit about you know, why you launched your organization and also um, you know, some of the things that you're seeing, especially as we see more and more entrepreneurs entering into the workforce. Yeah, um, that's such a good question. Uh, my... Um, the new product that we all, we launched is what we call the Financial Freedom Project. And this was a result of watching an awful lot of what I call micro businesses, which are businesses that have 10 or less employees. And it really is um, businesses with three or less employees. And the truth is a lot of business owners dream about the day they're going to sell their business and ride off into the sunset with nine tons of cash and that will take care of the retirement. Well, the truth is that almost never happens. And the reason it never happens is because the businesses are not saleable. So if you have a really small business, or even if you have a sizable business, there is a better than even chance that that business is not going to get you to retirement by itself. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, many organizations, while they can be successful, you know, if they're expecting someone to write them a check for, you know, $3 million when, you know, lifetime they've had $1 million of revenue um, may not happen. Again, depending on what they're selling and the services they provide, the location, current economic conditions, all of those things. But yeah, it definitely makes a ton of sense. Yeah, you just, you just hit on one of the great myths of private businesses is that they think that buyers value their business based on how much business it does. Anybody who's a sophisticated buyer, and you always have to assume that you're going to have a sophisticated buyer, if your business is saleable, is going to pay you a multiple or free cash flow, not a multiple of sales. They may tell you it's a multiple of sales because that's how your industry evaluates stuff. But if they're evaluating their business when they want to buy it, it's always going to be a multiple of cash flow. And I can tell you, I've bought probably 15, 20 businesses over my life, and I never never, never, ever 
evaluated the business by how much it did in sales. In fact, I really didn't care. What I cared about was the free cash flow that it created. And from there, I would come up with a price I was going to pay for the business. So that's myth one. The other thing is you see is that, and you're right about this, people in private business don't plan for their retirement. They uh, don't put money away or they don't put enough money away because they haven't really ever done a plan to say, if I want to stop working and when I want to stop working, how much excess cash do I need to be putting away every year? And the sad thing is often business owners never even think about this until they're 50 years old. And if you start saving for your retirement at 50, I can tell you $20,000 a year of saving isn't going to cut it. You're going to need to put more money away than that. So A, you need to know how much money you need to put away. And then B, you need to have a strategy in place to create excess cash so you can afford to put the money away. Oh, and another thing about when you're selling your business, let's say I get a million dollars from my business and I sell it. I don't get to take that million dollars and invest it. I get to take maybe, and this is in the U.S., and I assume Canada's tax rates are at the same or a little bit higher, I might be able to take four or $500,000 and invest it because I not only have to pay taxes, but I also have fees for selling my business. So if I get a million dollars, I'm going to pay somewhere between $400,000 and $500,000 in most cases with taxes and fees. So my business is only worth half as much as I thought it was. Yeah, and that's an awakening that a lot of people, for some reason, don't factor in. Or, you know, case in point, I know sometimes in in the workforce when you're let go from an organization and they give you a severance package, and you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna get this lump sum, and woohoo, I'm gonna go on vacation, and all of that. Well, uh, you know, paying the taxes of that higher amount that you're getting in a lump sum, you're gonna be paying more taxes. Now, you might be able to get that back at tax time, but uh, the challenge is you, you get hit with something uh, and you're like, wait a minute, I was expecting to take home this and I'm only taking home half of what I did. So it's crucial for financial planners to help uh, you and you have those individuals in your life to guide you on that because the, there's so many things that we just assume are going to happen and reality kicks in and it doesn't. And there's two mistakes of financial, I see financial planners making when it comes to business owners all the time. The first is the, if you tell them your business is worth $3 million, they'll accept that $3 million and use it, even though the real value of your business is $1 million. And the second thing is they might take away capital gains taxes, but they don't take away the real tax rate because if you sell a business, you're not going to get a stock transaction very often because it's too risky. So you're going to do what's called an asset sale. And an asset sale always has a higher tax rate than capital gains. It's a mix of capital gains and ordinary income in the U.S. And I think it's the same in Canada, but I'm not sure. But the thing that is the same in both places is that you're going to have fees that you're going to pay to a broker and you're going to have legal costs and accounting costs and selling your business. So that's the first mistake I see planners make all the time. They allow their business owners to use a number that's way too high because they don't know how to value the business. And the second thing is they don't take out the real cost of taxes and fees. Now, there's a, a, another issue which planners have all the time too, is that 
the standard um, thought process for financial planning is that in retirement, you're going to spend about 80% of what you spent while you're working, so you don't need as much money. Well, that's true for employees, but it's not true for business owners. And the reason it's not true for business owners is business owner, or every business owner I know manages to run some of their lifestyle expenses through their business. So instead of 80% of what you were making before retirement, you need in retirement, it's actually 120% or more. So you have to factor the, that cost that be, is a pre-tax cost while you're running your business into an after-tax cost after you sell your business. You know, for example, let's say I spend $10,000 a year on entertainment and restaurants and I deduct that from my business. Well, that $10,000 just cost me $10,000. But if I'm in a 40% tax rate and I'm still going to spend that money doing those things that I'm in retirement, it doesn't cost me $10,000. It really cost me $18,000. And the reason it cost me $18,000 is now an after-tax expense and not a pre-tax expense. So if I'm in the 40% tax bracket, I need to make $18,000 to be left with $10,000 that I can spend. So as a result, those two things often are what I call, um, they're mistakes that, that you just can't recover from if you haven't caught it way before you retire. So if you're going to get a financial plan, make sure you work with somebody who has experience and actually understands how to plan for private business owners. And it's not something that they teach in the CFP curriculum. And most consumers and entrepreneurs are completely oblivious to that fact because they think, again, the money comes into their bank account. And especially the new entrepreneurs, they, they forget, oh, wait a minute, I have to, you know, this is income. This is, you know, has to be taxed depending on what type of business you are and filings and reporting and all of that stuff. And, and when you're running uh, some of those uh, personal or lifestyle expenses through your businesses, yeah, long-term planning, you're going to have to figure out, all right, what does this look like? Whether it's you're using you know, your vehicle for the organization or rental space or dining out or anything. Um, you, know, you have to, you bring in more. You've, you forget um, that you know, your take-home pay when you were a W-2 employee was you know, the money that you could actually use based on your budget. But when you're in business and you know, the income comes in, you know, the first thing you need to do is start carving out all of those fees and taxes and everything you need to do and, and, and cut that out. And then, you know, again, with a budget, plan out what you need to do. Yeah, one of the, there's a book I recommend that folks read if they're starting out in business. And it's a book by a guy named Mike McCallowitz. And it's called Profit First. And Profit First essentially is the envelope system for businesses. So what Mike says is the first thing you need to do is carve off your profit, put that away before you even pay any expenses whatsoever. And the problem many business owners have is that profit is the last thing they look at, not the first thing they look at when it comes to how they're going to split up their money. And from that, you can then say, you know, if I own a privately held business, there are four things profit has to cover. The first is it has to cover lifestyle, and we all know about that. The second is it needs to cover an emergency fund because anybody who's in business, been in business for more than five years, knows that at least one of those five years is going to be a disaster, and they need to have funds available to pick up the cost when cash flow goes negative. 
The third thing is marketing. Now, if your business isn't growing, it's going to be getting smaller. And if it grows, it's going to cost you money. And there is no bank in the world that is going to fund 100% of the cost of your growth. They might fund 80%, but most of the time it's closer to 50%. Then finally, there's money for retirement, which means you need to be pre-funding your retirement. You know, I don't know what the numbers are in Canada, but I can tell you in the United States, there's 28 million businesses. Of those 28 million businesses, only 6 million have any employees at all. So the 22 million businesses that have no employees, I can tell you one thing. Those businesses aren't going to be sold. So if you're not pre-funding your retirement by using the Canadian retirement plan or what we have in the United States, I can promise you one thing. You are not going to be retired and your exit strategy is you die. And most people I know don't want that for an exit strategy. Well, it's not the ideal way to you know spend the the golden years of your life you know, having to continue to work uh, because you didn't you know take the small steps uh, early on to plan accordingly and you know set things up so you know that you know the end of life you you have the financial wherewithal to be able to address the things you need to address and and live the life that you want to live you know, at that particular point in time. And um, again, we, we as a society, unfortunately, you know, tend to operate and think in a very short-term type of focus and, you know, retirement for, you know, many of us, we look at that and going, okay, that's down the road. Well, um, my oldest daughter, you know, turned 19 this year and I still remember bringing her home uh, as a newborn and like, okay, where did those 20 years go? And they, you blink and things happen. So you you need to take advantage of planning uh, your future. And the best time to do it was a long time ago. And of course the second best time is right now and, and, and find people like Josh to, to help you and guide you and figure out where you want things to go and how you want to do it. I don't want to make this simplistic, but is there you know, one bit or you know a couple things of advice for entrepreneurs that um, you would tell if you had an opportunity to say, okay, you need to do this right away? Uh, what would be the one thing you'd want to tell them um, as they're starting off their business or if their business is starting to grow? You need to carve time off to be strategic in your business. Too many business owners spend all their time doing, 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 and they never spend any time acting strategically. Now, while they're doing, 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 because a lot of the stuff they're doing requires no mental work, really, they will think strategically about things they should be doing, but thinking strategically will do nothing to increase your cash flow. And if you don't have excess cash flow, you're not going to be able to save for retirement. So the key is, how do I create that excess cash flow? That's always from strategy. Are you serving the right people? Do you have the right product? Is your product being priced properly? Is your service delivery one that's profitable? These are all questions which are strategic in nature. And you might think about it, and you might even come up with an answer. But unless you act on that answer, things will not get better. 
I mean, you know, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So don't be insane. Instead, be smart and act on the strategic things you're doing and make them small experiments, not large ones. Yeah, that's that's gold for everyone that's listening because it's definitely important for you to take time and and recover and really focus on you know some strategy for your business because having been in the situation where I was constantly doing and not planning or looking at things and, and, and just being observant of what was going on with, with business and in life. Uh, if you don't take those moments to pause and, and, and plan and really design how you want things to look, um, you're, you're just going to go into circles or even worse. And, um, you miss out on things. Uh, if you step away from, from work and, and look at things and see where things are in the business, those times of stepping away will give you some insights that will actually help you get to where you want to go much faster than if your nose is to the grind and you're hustling and you're doing all of the other things that we hear a lot of entrepreneur coaches tell you to do. So that is great advice for, for the audience, Josh. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience today before we, we wrap up for this session? Well, the, 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 key is, the key to reaching financial freedom, I mean, the first two steps is which knowing your business is worth and then doing a financial plan. That's kind of nuts and bolts stuff, which there's a fair amount of people that do. The last piece is coming up with a strategy that gets you to financial freedom. And that's all about creating excess cash because the truth is financial freedom really is a cash flow experiment or cash flow activity. So focus on your cash flow, but to focus on your cash flow, you really need to be focusing on what it is your business provides and are you providing enough value to create excess cash so, so you'll have the extra money to eventually stop working if and when you want to. That's perfect advice, and, and thank you for sharing that. And if any of the audience members want to connect with you, what's the best way to find you? Easiest thing to do is just email me at jpatrick at stage2planning.com. That's number two. And um, you can also visit me at one of my two websites. One is www.stage2planning.com. And the other is www.sustainablebusiness.co. And audience, I'll definitely have all of those links in the show notes. And I highly encourage that you reach out to Josh and, and go to his website and look at the resources that are out there. And if, if you don't have a financial plan, uh, please do one because the last thing I want to see is uh, entrepreneurs do all of this great work to make a huge contribution to our economy and to society and then struggle uh, at the back end of life because uh, they they didn't plan for their future. So, Josh, thank you again for your time today. I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and sharing um, at least two pages of notes of me writing things down. So, I really appreciate uh, you and and everything that you've shared with the audience today. So, thanks again for for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks so much for the invitation, Michael. My pleasure. And until next time, everyone, be well. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. 
If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.